Hi. Hello. Hello. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. Tired, but good. How about you? How you feeling? Laurel, how are you feeling okay? I'm tired. Not not sleeping too well, but good but I'm in good spirits and that's the most important thing. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Who's Who's your doggy behind there? <laughs> Her name is Abby. Abby. Hi, Abby. Hi, sweetheart. Hi, precious. This is my girl. Hi, honey. Oh, look at you. What a sweetheart you are. You look at your mama. Oh. She loves her mama. She oh, loves wow. your mama. I saw her just give you that love look. <laughs> Hi, baby. <laughs> How old is she? She's uh, two and a half. She'll be three in May. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have um, my um, I had a standard poodle that died on that xylitol. Oh. She got a xylitol. Oh. oh, so this one came about. My that one was four oh. years old, mm. but she ate the fake sugar, and yeah. it killed her. That's so it was toxic. <laughs> it's toxic for us. Well, xylitol, I guess, isn't as bad for humans, is it? But it's bad for bad for well, animals. Apparently, it raises the oxygen, go into a hyperglycemic. Oh. And after she, this, her name was Ava, and after she died, the uh, groomer, I went to her groomer and said, oh, my gosh. And she showed me this big article on all these things that poison the dogs. And one of them, it said death. It had this big circle. It had xylitol death. Oh. Now, I didn't give it to her. She got up on the counter. Yeah, she did it. She got one exploring. Oh. Oh, anyway, but this one came a week later. I got up, I, I was absolutely devastated, absolutely. It was, she was my walking buddy. And I got up and I said, I'm going to get another one. Like, I loved her. We played together. We walked together. There's no reason why I shouldn't just get another one in her spot. So I found this one and had her in my hands about 10 days later. So... She's been with me two years. She was five months old when I got Oh, I'm so glad that she came so quickly. Yeah. I, it was Don't a good fill that hole, you know? Aww. I hear people say, I can't. I can't go through that again. That's such a heartache. And and I, you know, I, I liked replacing. I mean, I, I miss Ava. I had her cremated. I had a huge picture of her in my front room for a long time. And then... Um, and then, you know, so I used to have pretty pictures of Ava. Yeah. Let's see. Let me see if I have a picture of her here. Yep. I'll show you. You can see my family picture. Oh. <laughs> Are we going to get to see Bella? Bella's oh. not quite here yet. Oh, okay. So Ava is back today yeah. for a checkup. There's the big dog right there in the middle. Do you see her? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh wait a second! But that is that a poodle? That it's a standard. Okay. She's a big. She was huge. 
hoje. It was huge. Was, I mean, I could pull her like if she, if we if I pulled her up like this, she'd be here. That's how big she was. She was wow. so big. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is a more calm. She doesn't get into mischievous like the other one as much. <laughs> well, she's very beautiful and very sweet. Thank you. Are there four of us, five of us today? Ten of us, I see. Oops, I gotta go see everybody. Yeah, all right. We got get, get the Valerie view. Okay, there we are. God, are you still at the at your retreat? No. Okay. I'm good? back. Okay. Did somebody pray in already? Did I miss that? No. No, we haven't prayed in yet. Mm -hmm. Anybody like who wants to pray us in? I'll do it. Okay. Oh, with a nice, beautiful, deep breath into our hearts of, of love and gratitude and so much appreciation that we're gathered here this morning with two or more that are gathered in God's name and the Holy Spirit is with us. May we put all blocks up to love on the altars of our hearts and surrender them to Holy Spirit so that this time together can be one of great togetherness and, and great support and love and um, just whatever is for our highest and best. We are trusting and have the faith, Holy Spirit, that you will guide us and and um, just bring us whatever it is that is needed for each one of us so that we can have the experience that is most important for us to have in our hearts and be able to share with each other. And may whatever healing be possible, may that happen too in any blocks we so gladly surrender to our own healing. Uh, and may the healing that we share today with one another be shared by all beings because we are one. And in your name, uh, we are so grateful. Amen. Well, I can start off because I, I saw... In my reading in the Course of Miracles, this chapter four, again, I told you guys, it's just amazing. Everything about it is just so uplifting for me. And on page 185 of that new purple one, the uh, Circle of Atonement, uh, I really got something about groups and about people. Um, it says, as you come closer to a brother, you do approach me. And as you withdraw from him, I become distant to you. And this section was about brothers and how um, God wants us to be together like we are right now today. And I, um, so many times in my life, I've been so afraid. And, and so I can see what this is saying, that if you if you share with your brother, you share with me, you bring joy to your brother and everybody, you know, everybody unites. And then your brother can share that joy with the next person, etc. And as I 
uh, as I did Masterful Living 1, half of Masterful Living 2 withdrew, I can really see what this is talking about with your brother. Um, and I just really want to acknowledge all of us for being in this game of brotherhood and um, to, to just grow together. And I'm just tickled, tickled to, um, to just be part of this group and um, to be part of this spiritual growing and reading and, and doing. So just really love you. And um, I'm just so grateful that I get to practice with you guys in my journey as learning how to deal with well, anybody, difficult people, my own brother, my own big sister, um, you know, just people that uh, make me uncomfortable. How do I do that? And why do I do that? Why do I, why does my ego, if, if I'm thinking with my ego, my ego would say, I don't want to talk to those people. They hurt me. They make me feel bad. I want to, I get a headache. I get nervous <laughs> when I'm going through things that are, um, that feel ego based and that I want people please. I'm a really big people pleaser. And so I just, I hate to people please anymore. And I don't know how to be in the world without people pleasing. But with this particular chapter, I'm really seeing that sharing is very important for all of us to do. And that, you know, we all matter. I matter. My, my, Voice matters, my opinions matter, and that's really a comfort for me instead of a fear. It's a comfort. And my aspiration is to be wholly joyous. That's what my aspiration is. And not wholly like capital H-O-L-Y, but W-H-O-L-L-Y. In chapter four, it talked about wholly joyous. And as a, you know, everything, not the things I desire or want or dream of, the people that bring me down or that I feel bring me down and everybody, everything wholly joyous. So I was pretty excited about finding that. I'm almost there in my reading because <laughs> I'm, I'm starting all over. So I'm just about at chapter four. So I'm it's looking forward to it. <laughs> about ego and God and choice. And ego can only exist. There's um there's one thing at, um I think it's on page one seventy five about ego that is really super cool. Let's see. Which book are you reading? I'm in the, or a purple one. You're in the purple one, okay. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. I'm in the purple one. And, and what I like about it is I like all of the, down at the bottom, you know, it's got all of the notes. So much extra in there, yeah. And um, when I read it, I just get uh, more and more out of it. It says the ego can only exist by us, by our thoughts. And we can... We can pronounce it. You know, we can make it go away. It doesn't exist without us thinking about it. 
I've got my goal is to withdraw my attachment and protection from my ego and rely only on God's truth to shine with perfect clarity. Because we can do that. And sometimes I didn't realize that. I didn't know that there were choices that big of a, 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 so clear that there is a good choice in that. Now, it's interesting that you're choosing to talk about this um, with the with our bro- the brothers, you know, brothers. Um, I, I just didn't know whether I wanted to talk about this because it really feels scary. But um, you know, having been in this this program now for how long we've been in, right? Um, a year and some. Um, I was just getting like my. I think my fifth or sixth prayer partner, which I'm so excited to have another prayer partner. But to me, and I know this is my ego speaking, so that's why it's scary to say this, but it's odd to me of having to be in a group for this long. And I feel like I haven't really made friends here. And that, and I wonder, it's like, what have I done? You know, or not done or, you know, obviously it's something inside of me. I get that. You know, but I'm usually somebody that makes friends really easily, and I feel close to people. And, and in this setting, I'm not quite sure what has, what's happening um, for me, um, other than, you know, I'm willing to get, hand it over to the Holy Spirit. And, and I totally believe that will take care of everything, really. <laughs> but I thought before I did that, that I would bring it up, because it, it, it weighs on me. Um, I, I have a little bit of resistance to come to these meetings and it's like, oh, well, here we go again. I really, I get like excited, like, yeah, I'm going to see everybody. And then it's like, but mm, I feel this distance and I know, like I said, I know, I get it said it's within me and, um, that that's a projection, but I just thought I would put it out there. I don't know if anybody else I mean, I haven't been able to be in a place where I able to meet anybody face to face, like in a in a physical space, you know, where I know some people get to meet each other when they go to Jennifer's things. And of course, that makes all the difference. I understand that. But I have made some really close friends through these kinds of groups where I've just, you know, sometimes I don't even see people face to face. We've just written to each other and we've become really close friends. And then it's like, you know, wow, I, I, I want to be friends with, with I mean, like obviously not everybody's going to be best of friends. That's normal, right? But it's like you're the people that know about the thing that means the most to me in my life, which is Course in Miracles. So that's why it would be so wonderful. I don't have a friend that is, that is into Course in Miracles. They're very spiritual people, but this isn't their practice. So anyway, I I don't even know what I'm hoping to get out of this other than I'm really just trying to break down, you know, whatever barriers that I'm having. I don't want to be fearful or be reticent. I, I just am really willing to give that up. Um, it just doesn't serve me at all and my judgments about it um, either. So. I'll just put that out there and give it up to the Holy Spirit now. 
Well, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, I, I, I feel like the ego separates us, totally says you and I, Laurel, are not friends. You know, that's the ego that separates us. And I don't know about the rest of the group, but that's how I live my life is exactly what you tell, you know, talk, are talking about. Mm-hmm. My whole life is that way. If I, I have a Bible study group on Tuesdays and um, there's 15 of them that come to my house. And that was one of my um, aspirations was community. And it's happening right in front of my eyes. But for me to actually say I'm close to one of those people is quite, um, you know, a stretch. And there's this one favorite person that she is favorite to all and not just to me, but she's my favorite too, as far as this joyous, wonderful, godlike woman. Mm-hmm. And um, if she doesn't call me for a week, I think that she's not really my friend. So yeah, I think it's, it's, I don't know about anybody, everybody else. What do you guys think? I have been listening to this. I'm remembering many years ago, I was in a um, centering prayer group. I think we met for about three years, and we sat in silence once a week together for about 40 minutes and had a few quiet prayers on each end of it. And I, I do remember having this very profound experience that I knew I felt like these people many of whom I had, I didn't know any details of their lives because we didn't share anything of that. We, it was primarily we would say some prayers and sit in silence. And yet I felt so close to them. It was like it was deeper than words, deeper than breathing. It was in the silence. Because we were talking about all the hours of life, there was this deep, deep connection, and I felt very moved by that, and I remember it to this day, and so um, I just wanted to speak to that. It was very profound for me, and uh, yeah. Um, and and uh, Laurel, the one thing that I see in the Course in Miracles too, in that chapter four, is it says to dive in, to do it, to do just exactly what you did today, say things, to be, to be participate with your brothers, don't withdraw, don't repress from your brothers. So that's what we're doing. We're just jumping out there, even though it feels maybe uncomfortable. We're just gonna jump off the cliff and and got, glide, because what I know about my own life. My ego hasn't fixed a damn thing. Not anything. Made me fearful, fearful, scared to death about all my decisions and choices are going to be the wrong ones and going to lead here and there and somebody's going to be mad at me and the whole nine yards. So you just keep reading chapter four because brothers, there's a big section on brothers that really, really, I mean, I'm having struggle relating to my own bloodline brother but brothers in general i'm just like hmm, it's really cool so this section on brothers and i want it <laughs> the desire is there your desire you know the i just wanted to respond to what you were saying <clears throat> to me 
I love that kind of experience. When I don't have to speak or nobody else is speaking, I'm in, I'm, I'm at my most comfortable <laughs> and my most, um, serene and holy place where I feel like I can connect. It's when the mouth opens, not mine necessarily, but when we get in back into the world of speaking, that my, the ego, um, for me comes clashing back in. What you're talking about, I have to tell you, sometimes it's like, I just wish life could be a silent retreat. <laughs> I think I would be so blissful, <laughs> feel so connected in, in that way. I guess I want to respond and share that because I feel like, or my experiences, I'm just sitting here in awe of your courage, Laurel, in sharing this and sharing about your experience and your longings. And I can feel in my own heart this deep connection with you. And it, it does remind me of how when, when any of us share like this, when I just heard you sharing, uh, it's like it, I don't know, it's like it offers this opportunity to feel closer in a way to you or to anyone and um, courage to, it reminds me of, oh yes, we all struggle with these ego, these like pesky ego uh, intrusions <laughs> telling us, oh, we're not enough. But um, so thank you for your deep, deep sharing. I feel like it's just allowing me to, to feel closer, to be closer, to, to share in that human condition with you and with everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Laurel, for your courageous share. Um, and Vanessa and Laurie, this is a, uh, what this is bringing up for me is, um, I've noticed this week that there's a lot of self-judgment about the way, the way I speak, the way I say things, um, what comes out of my mouth. All those things are coming up for me for healing. And I had a variation of this recurring nightmare last night that's related to stage fright and performance anxiety from when I was a dancer. And so last night's dream was that for whatever reason, I was rehearsing and I could not pick up the choreography to save my life. Like I just couldn't pick it up. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't seem to just get it. And I, I had absolutely no confidence that I would like retain it for the performance. And, and it dawned on me inside the dream that for whatever reason, I was rehearsing this for my solo show. And I was freaked out inside the dream. I had a panic attack in the dream that like, I'm not in any shape or form ready to do that. Like this is, I have no, you know, I have no confidence in myself. All those emotions just came up and then, so I was meditating about that this morning and what I, what I really got was that there was a lot of like intense frustrations towards myself for not being able to perform or speak or, um, especially in like a group setting or when there's an audience, um, the way I, not being able to perform the way I wanted to and constantly judging, monitoring, and criticizing myself and thinking that other people are thinking the same thing about me. 
And it, it really became clear to me that this is the type of thinking that puts up a wall like around me and feels, makes me feel like shut off from the group, the people around me, my friends, my family, anybody. And, um, and so I got this, I got this feeling that first and foremost, self-forgiveness, first and foremost, self-compassion and, and also really for me is about letting go of trying to be perfect, letting go of trying to be liked and be approved and, um, like allowing myself to make mistakes, allowing myself to speak the way I speak. And I, I don't know why I speak the way I speak. I, it's just the way I speak. And, uh, if I don't like the way I speak, that's just like my own opinion about myself and, um, whether or not other people are having that judgment is a, not of my concern because we're all one mind and their judgment is my judgment and it's, it's all just like in my head. So, um, not sure where I was going to go with this, but I'm just, as you were speaking, I started to wonder like, so, so what is a friend? I wonder like, like what makes somebody a friend and not somebody and not a friend and, I find myself feeling like that boundary is like blurring more and more. Like what Vanessa, you were sharing about feeling a deep connection with the people. Like when we come together um, in silence or in um, when we share in a community call, I I felt such like deep connections with with you all in this call and with um, some other calls we had and. Like, I don't even know what a friend is anymore. Like, I consider you all, all of you my friends in a way. Like, even if you don't think of me as a friend. <laughs> and, um, and for me, it's, it's joyful, like Lori was saying, to be able to just come together with all of you and, and share, like, really share honestly, like, what's on our mind and to hold that space for each other. So anyway, thank you, Laurel, for your very brave share. Uh, Rieko, can can I comment? Yeah. Um, I love the way you um, talk. It's always very um, moving, and I, I don't you. think I'm the only one. It's because you talk with your your heart and that vulnerabilities. It's I can't explain it, but it's very touching. Um, and um, I love you and I consider you my friend. And um, we were prayer partners for the larger group. And, um, you know, Rieko, you helped me greatly. And um, so I feel very close with you and um, also other members of the group. Um, uh, I had a counseling session with uh, Dina yesterday and, um, people just helped me so greatly um, through my real hour of uh, darkness, I, I would call it. Um, but it was, maybe that's too heavy a word, but I just, my heart longs to be closer to people. I tend to be a a lone wolf. Um, even my marriage, I feel lonely. And um, I have two very good friends that I've had 
for like 20, you know, over 20, 30 years. But everyone else, it takes me so long to make friends. Um, and I was just at a retreat and I didn't really become really close with anyone except one person. But um, I want to become closer with people. Um, I've been working also on becoming closer with myself. That's my goal is to love myself fully and completely. Um, um, fully and completely um, with uh, no matter what. No matter what people are saying to me, no matter if people are being kind to me, no matter if I made a tactical error, just... Um, and so I just want to be um, closer to people and, and with myself. And the closer I could be with myself, the closer I could be with others. And um, I was finally able to, um, you know, with the issue of hearing that inner critic, um, I did uh, the inner child work, um, the Hugh Len uh, meditation. And last night, I just, my inner child just, instead of hearing that angry voice, I really, I just, um, my inner child just wanted me to stroke its head and its and, and the shoulders and the heart, and that's all it was was just someone wanting to be a little boy wanting to be loved, and that's how I feel with with people. And um, it's taken me over three weeks to try to forgive my pastor. I felt like betrayed by him, and um, and the thing that helped me was when I did the uh, Hopoponopono. Um, I just exchanged myself with him. And realized he must have felt embarrassed, and that's why he, you know, called me, said that I was lying, and all this. Because, and then I just said, well, was there ever a time when I was like teaching or anywhere where I felt embarrassed, and I felt that I had to be defensive and criticize someone? And so then, I mean, it took me like I had literally written like two or three forgiveness letters and done all this work, and then in five minutes, just by exchanging myself with him. And seeing was there a time where I have um, felt defensive, I was able to let it go. And so um, I just want to thank everyone here um, for all your prayers and all your love. And my heart just wants to be friends with everyone and with myself. Um, and so um, thank you. Beautiful, Scott. Thank you. I love that too, Scott. Um, especially um, sometimes like one method doesn't work like the forgiveness letter. Okay, did it? Why, why isn't it working? Right. <laughs> and, um, and I had an incident with my, um, well, an exchange with my daughter yesterday that um, got really nasty. And I'm like, how many forgiveness letters do I have to write? How many? Da, 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 you know? And and then I did I didn't do the whole pono pono, but I thought about what's going on, which was I'm feeling attacked. Have I ever attacked someone uh, and blamed someone? I'm like, holy Jesus, yes, you know, um, especially her. So you know, I should have a mountain coming back at me for you know. So it's like. Okay, I could take it. Like it's, you know what I mean. Like, um, just like you making that shift of, oh, that's me. That's me doing it to me. And um, and I went from being furious to going, wow, 
and and being able to apologize to her, I'm really sorry for, you know, even though like my ego would be like, hell no, you did nothing wrong. She's blaming you, blah, 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 you know, but I could see it wasn't about the, whatever the thing was. It was um, just, it's just this pattern of blame. And it's part of the, what I think Lori chapter four, the ego, it's the, it's the whole structure of the egos to keep us in grievance. And it's like, okay, if I let that go, Oh yeah, I'm so sorry, honey. I'm so sorry. And then she said, for what? You know, and I'm like, for and basically everything she wanted me to, to, that I could tell she was blaming me for. And in the past, my ego would be like, well, that's not true. It's not, da, 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 da. and I'm like, oh, no, I can totally take it. It just shifts everything when you see you as you, you know, the other person as you. And, um, yeah, so anyway, I, I appreciate that. And I think of... With Laurel, you're, I love you bringing this up, too, because you're certainly not the only one. And I also, the first thought that crossed my mind was, um, you know, we all have our images of people. And everything is images, right? And, and um, like, I feel like I get late to the Facebook post when I do. And you and Rieko have already written beautifully heartfelt messages. And I'm like, me, too. <laughs> my ego's going, what do you got to say? The the best has already been said, you know. Um, so I heard a long time ago when Lady well, Princess Diana died, like in, in her true circle of friends, she felt very alone and she felt very, she didn't feel loved, right? She was so beloved. And I think that's true for all of us. We just don't know the love that people have for us and that feel for us. Like I read your emails and I'm like, oh, you know, and she took the time. Oh, you know, so um, I just wanted to share that, too. Thank you, Jeannie. That's so sweet. Thank you so much. Listening to all your shares reminds me, I think it was last week, Claire made a very quiet comment, I think towards the end about um, something to the effect of feeling shame every time after a share. And Claire, when you said that, I thought, oh yeah, I feel that. And I thought, I wonder, you know how sometimes Jennifer says, raise your hand if you feel this way. And I thought, I wonder if it's more raise your hand if you have never felt this way. <laughs> you know, it sort of echoes what we've all been saying in different ways. It's like all oh, that judgment and that, um, just that harshness. And I, 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 I'm so grateful for all these shares because that's what happens. It comes up to the light. You know, like when Claire said that, I, I thought, yeah, thank you so much for having the courage to say that because I feel that. I feel that shame. It's not as much as it used to be, but every once in a while it comes full force and sometimes it's just quieter. But it's still that, oh, did I, did I accurately express what's in my heart? Because sometimes I have that feeling like there's so much in my heart, but my words don't really express it. Or I repeat it, I'm redundant or... Um, you know, it could be anything in that unkind category. So I'm just grateful for all the deep, authentic 
sharing. I'm sitting here going, oh, I could have done a better opening prayer. <laughs> so, yeah. As if there I is can't... such a thing, you know? As if there is such a thing as like a, a better prayer. It's kind of like an oxymoron. <laughs> well, I thought that went too, Laurel. <laughs> I prayed in recently and I thought, oh my gosh, I forgot to do the share it with everybody thing at the end. And that's like so important. I always do that. How do... Yeah, I, it, pretty, yeah, pretty self-judgmental. <laughs> They'll never ask me to pray in again. Hi, can you all hear me? Yes. Hi, it's hi, it's Claire. I can't put my video on because I'm out and about, but I just um, wanted to say I, I I really wanted to listen to the call. And it's just the, the, the shares that I've heard, I came in when Reiko was speaking, and so beautiful. And I just feel so kind of rejuvenated and joyful and reinvigorated just hearing all your voices. And uh, it, it's just, um, I love this honesty. And I think we should all, we, we not, not should, <laughs> we could, we could if we wanted to all just agree to, to, you know, not accept that shame when we, when we hear it and just, say yeah but you know I don't know how many people are really helped and um, and positively affected by whatever I've said even if I think I haven't chosen the right words or I sounded stupid or whatever and maybe we we all just agree that we're all feeling it but we don't have to feel it we can kind of hand it over Amen Yay! Okay, I'm going, and I'm going back on mute now. But love to you all. Claire, <laughs> in your head, yes. Uh, Claire, you've been going through a lot with that shooting. Are you? Sounds like you're doing good. Oh yeah, that was. Yeah, no, that was um, very shocking yesterday. Yeah. Really shocking, and um, I, I mean, I, I'm just fortunate that I. I wasn't closely involved, but it was just very, it, it, it was, it felt too close, th that violence. And, um, I was just going home. I, and I didn't know whether to post something in the group because I honestly did not want to, you know, sometimes you share these stories to kind of share the fear in a, a kind of gossipy way. And I, I just thought, I, I don't want to do that, but, our Facebook group has just become such a place of comfort and support for me and I knew that I, I didn't want to put it on my own Facebook page because I, I felt that would be kind of gratuitous um, but I just wanted to affirm that you know we I, I was thinking really fearful thoughts and um, on my way home and I, I just wanted to, to say no I, I, I don't want these fearful thoughts you know I just want to replace them so Thank you all so much for your messages. Really, it was very moving for me. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Claire. It's Laurel. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Laurel. I'd like to share something in connection with that. Um, I had an experience this week, and along the lines of telling telling our stories, I'm. I'm just in a place where I feel like guided to not go into the details because that's not really the truth. 
but um that I had something happen that for me um connects with my story in a way that that um tempts me to feel very fearful and um so um in in a big way and so um and I and I started to go down that path of like why did this happen grievance and 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 scared and anxious and um calling some people for information and for help and doing what I could to manage the situation. And it reminded me of how Jennifer says we can um, look at how we spend a lot of our time coping and managing our, our um, with our misperceptions and anyway. So, um, so I spent some of my hours that day um, and I was kind of thinking, and the way this connects with what Claire shared was there was also the shooting in Florida and then there was what, what Claire shared, and I, I'm just seeing more and more how this is all just the same. <laughs> it's all temptation to move out of peace and into fear and separation. And um, and so anyway, what I'm so grateful for for myself in, in, in dealing with the situation is that it's the kind of thing that could have sent me into days, weeks, months, years, really, of um, out of my fear, really making more and more form that would just exacerbate it and, and build and spiral. And and this time I I knew what was going on and I knew I had the power to choose differently. And it took me a while. First, I was trying the inappropriate attempts to get myself comforted. You know, I went to the gym and I did a sauna and and I was uh, but I was also praying and um, and I was um, finally able to choose peace and realize that um, I could do uh, I could I knew a lot more how to help myself both in the realm of form and be sensible and more so how to uh, recognize this is all ego. This is all ego. And in the morning in my quiet time that day, I kind of had a pretty big awareness and uh, like I, I was I was reading a passage from a course in miracles that was basically hitting home for me in one of those ways where it's like you get it again and again and again at a deeper level but I was getting it I made the ego it's not real it's completely not real and this passage talks about all we have to do is realize it's not real and stop like miscreating and then accept the atonement, accept the undoing of all of the consequences of the errors of the past. So I was just feeling like so free. And then this thing happened. And I thought this is a perfect example of what Jennifer talks about when she says sometimes the challenges and the opportunities show up because we're making progress. And I think it's kind of like chapter four, Lori, where it's the ego resisting like, oh, no, this gal's just about to break free. No, 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 can't let that happen. We have, and um, and I was so grateful because instead of this getting me into a a long-standing fear, anxiety, and then escalating issues in the realm of form, I I was able to use the tools and and get back to my peace and realize no, um, I am I am my, my aspiration is. Um, to awaken and remember who I truly am, that my true identity is love and oneness with God 
and everyone and everything. And my intention is to live from that knowing who I am, my true identity is love, by extending love to myself and others. And I'm just realizing to be fearful is, or to make anybody else afraid is so not loving. Uh, and and God wants us to be happy and peaceful and, and gives us all sorts of ways to return to our peace. Um, so also then when I heard about what happened in Florida and when I heard what happened with, you know, Claire, I just thought, wow, I mean, Laurel, your post was beautiful in response to Claire. It's just that our ego screams out when there's violence. I mean, just wants us to jump on board with all these thoughts. And I thought Claire's post was beautiful, too, of, you know, tempting us to think the world is scary and we're not safe and we're weak and we're, um, but to take our power, which our power is for love and healing and choosing true thoughts and, so for me, it was kind of all the same, a lot of that going on this week. And um, and this group helps me a lot. I think of all of us when I'm dealing with this. I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm praying for everybody in our group, and I know they're all praying for me. We're all rising on this tide of love together. And um, um, so, like, I'm, I'm getting it to have the deepest compassion for ourselves because it's real to us. It, 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 it's it's real to us. Um, be compassionate with ourselves as we're experiencing it, and at the same time, be firm with ourselves and trying to practice the truth and and not allow our minds to think the painful, untrue thoughts. So, um, but it was scary for me, my own personal thing that happened. I was. So spent a, you know, I, I kind of wasted a bunch of hours um, in feeling anxious and fearful, but I'm so grateful it was only a number of hours and not weeks and months and potentially years. What I could have created in the world of form with that kind of thinking has resulted in the past in years of issues in the form realm. And I just nipped it in the bud. So thank you, everybody, for being our group. Well done. Good job. Good job, Tracy. Thank you. That's isn't that neat though when you can do that from that fear moment into the opening of you know the joy that can actually be the next moment. Mm-hmm. Good job. Awesome, Tracy. Um, can you talk more about um, what you did to to nip it in the bud? I, I heard you say like seeing what was true or was not true, but okay. can you sure. talk more about that, please? Sure, Scott. I will try to because I have to tell you, your shares are. I just get so much out of everybody's shares. I see myself in everybody, so so I've seen myself in your shares, and it's all part of my process. Um, so um, a, a huge one for me is, you, you know, there's passages in the course, but, but one is that I love. It says, learn then the happy habit of response to all temptation to perceive. I, I, I put them on little cards and I have them so I can carry them around. So I'm reading off of this. Um, when it, okay, so learn then the happy habit of response to all temptation to perceive yourself as weak and miserable with these words. 
and this is probably one of the most important phrases I hold in my mind from A Course in Miracles, I am as God created me. And then I say, we are as God created us. And everything is as God created it. And reality is as God created it. And then I say, the opposite of God is not possible. The opposite of God is not possible. And then this passage says his son, and I always change it to soul child. I'm still hung up on that a little bit sometimes. His soul child can suffer nothing. And I am God's soul child. Thus is Christ's strength invited to prevail, replacing all your weakness with the strength that comes from God and that can never fail. Mm. That's one tool that I use. Tracy, what passage is that? Yeah, okay. This is, um, there's so many different versions, and I've gone through all of them. So I'm thinking since I didn't note the version, it must be the um, Foundations for Inner Peace version. And um, it's chapter 31, um, section 7, so the V11, and then paragraph 5, 1 through 5. Isn't that beautiful? Thank you. Yeah. So that that's one thing, Scott. I um I I I do a lot of what Jennifer says. I says, oh my gosh, this is divine alarm clock going off. I've got to, you know, this is not peace. This is not peace. That's for sure. <laughs> what am I gonna do? So I go through that. What I call she calls it the parent prayer. I call it the return to peace prayer. I am not at peace. I must have decided wrongly. That mm -hmm. one, you know that one. I that this morning, yeah. Yeah, I just so I do that one, and um, um, so I want to decide otherwise because I want to be at peace, and I do mm -hmm. not need to feel guilty because the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I will let Him, and I choose to let Him by allowing Him to decide for God for me. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the wrong decision there would be I'm a body, I'm weak, this is hurting, this is going to hurt me, this, this is going to end up in all sorts of problems, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse, and I'm, you know, <laughs> just, poo -poo -poo. no, stop that and let him undo all of that. That's, hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. I'd like to ask about the forgiveness letter folks, because I, I jumped in this week uh, starting those. And the first one went fine. I, I wrote one to my body. And then the second one I started, and I was told in a dream to write to the unborn children that I had been pregnant with and had gotten abortions when I was young. And hadn't thought that I really had many feelings about that. Um, so I started writing about that. And what I found, though, is that, oh, my goodness, I couldn't stay in that territory. It's like it took me to um, the shame that, like, my, my father stopping talking to me. And then it took me to when I was a little girl and I got my ears pierced and being told that I looked like a slut. And it's like, I felt like, I felt like I was in an avalanche all of a sudden of all of this 
stuff around sexuality and my body, what it looked like. And I mean, it was like all of a sudden it was a mountain um, or an iceberg, whereas I felt like I had started with something that felt kind of contained. I didn't know if anybody had had that experience with anything. Yes? So how did you, did you just keep, I mean, I just kept going because it just kept, stuff just kept, I mean, coming. And then all of a sudden there was my date rapes and then there was my rape rapes. And I was like, oh my God, I've like uncovered everything now. It just feels like this is the mother load of forgiveness letters. And I haven't finished it because I'm not, I mean, I'm sure there'll be a way to finish it. But um, I, I got pretty overwhelmed with it. What, what, when I uncover something, I have so much compassion for myself. It's like, oh, that's why I was so judgmental towards my dad. Oh, that's why I felt so like I had to have all this self-doubt all these years. So it just really brought a lot of compassion and a compassion to, to everybody. But thanks for sharing that. I didn't have the same circumstances, but I heard every word you just said, Laurel. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Good, good. good. Excellent. I don't really have the same experience as you, Laurel, but I just, I think this might be helpful. I started to write a forgiveness letter that was, I, I decided it was going to be about my whole family situation, which is really spanning my whole life, you know. <laughs> and um, one wise, masterful living, Deb, shared with me, we're prayer partners right now, it may be uh, that, that she started with smaller things and more discreet. And I know you didn't intend to take all that on, but it all came up. And when she suggested to me that, I, as soon as she said it, I was like, of course, that's way too much. How could I, how could I possibly think I could fit that in one? Mm -hmm. I was doing self-forgiveness letters, you know, but it was like I was trying to rush through it. And I realized that was, um, you know, another way of giving myself, myself a message that I'm not worth the time it might take to take longer with it, to, to deal with some of the pieces that are smaller. So anyway, I did a, um, I, I chose something completely out of that that was a little more discreet and, um, and, and wrote a forgiveness letter. And anyway, that was just one suggestion because to me when you were sharing all that came up for you, I thought those are a, a lot of very pretty challenging. My ego says those are challenging. I mean, anyway, you know, just challenging. So to, to do not try and do them all in one letter, maybe ask guidance how much to spend each letter could be, you know, different parts of that. Cause that's so much that's, um, it helped me. I could, I could do it in a smaller piece better. That was helpful to me. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That reminds me of something. I think it was Patricia Cota Robles said, about the eclipse last August where all this light came pouring down. And so all the light was like lifting up all the thing that wasn't light up as a way to explain what's going on in our country and our world right now that's so disturbing. And so as I was listening to you, Laurel, I thought, wow, so much was just coming up for light and for healing and 
you know, for release. So you see the beautiful radiance that you are. It's like, oh, sweetheart, wow, that was so, I'm saying to myself, oh, you, you know, you're so beautiful and you've been holding all this inside. And yet I do remember when I was at the spiritual um, counseling retreat last June, um, because I hadn't, at that time, I hadn't written a forgiveness letter. And so there was time, we were directed to go back to our rooms and do that. And I remember just spending hours that night and my head started to hurt and I felt so many things. One was anger, resentment, like I, I, this is just stupid. What, <laughs> this is making me feel better. I'm feeling worse now. It's just bringing all this stuff up in my ego mind. And so there's my, my ego chatter, my resistance. And so because I'm a good girl and student, I continued on and, um, and I remember even thinking my ego mind, I, I don't want to say I was thinking my ego mind was trying to tell me this, this format isn't for me, maybe it's for other people. I honor that it's a good technique, but maybe not for me. And then with all of that, I think I had a fitful sleep that night. And then I woke up in the morning a bit tired, but we would begin with our morning meditation. And of course, we're in a group together that's so loving. And Jennifer was anchoring the group with all her love and um lo and behold i wasn't the only one that had had that experience in fact i think it was a more common experience than i don't even recall someone saying gee that was so great that for you you know i just feel light and released <laughs> and i sort of trust that spirit wouldn't bring things up unless like spirit knows you know my higher holy spirit self knows what it's doing and sometimes it comes in small bits and sometimes a tsunami of memories. And, um, and oftentimes things that I thought, well, but I, I was pretty sure I'd already cleared that out in my lifetime of inner work and various methods. So um, I just go back to trust and it's coming up for the light for healing and release. Laurel, um, I'm on day, I think today will be my day 11 of the, what um, Claire and I are doing the 40 day challenge. There's, there's so many topics that deal with self-hatred. So um, I don't always get very deep into it, you know, and I, and that's okay. Um, because I'm sure that it, I've got to give myself time. I think 40 days is good for me. I'll probably do another 40 days after that. And, you know, I, little bits of glimmer. I, I just personally have so much, so many self-hatred issues. I get triggered frequently um, with, uh, you know, just my own feelings about myself. It's not okay to be me, you know, and then the different. It's, so it's, it's going to, I'm going to end up having, it, it's, it's, it's going to be painful, you know, and I'm taking, I guess it's being given to me just a little at a time, Um I haven't even begun to write the letter that you just talked about. I have those experiences too. And I, you know, I don't know when or if I'll ever get to that level. I'm just, you know, I guess I'm making my way down or up. I don't know which way. So um, it looks to me like you could take a lifetime of these forgiveness letters perhaps. Yeah. Um, they seem useful. They've brought up nightmares at times, other times relief, a couple of times, um, 
I've, I've tried to rewrite the story a little bit. Like, you know, I could see all the self-hatred and self-judgment and I would just stop and say, well, let me, you know, if I could have reset that, let me look and see, I would have said this instead of that or like a, like a replay or a do over or, um, and some kind of painful teenage memories. I'll say my, so much awkwardness I had as a teenager, never really, very comfortable with boys or dating or any of that. And, um, you know, so sort of trying to rewrite some of that stuff and give myself um, an easy, just an easier story, an easier, an easier interpretation. So I, I have a feeling that um, for me, this is going to be a long, long haul. There's a lot there. And I, you know, even today when you all were speaking, I could just feel tons of self-hatred coming up. Um, and, and wondering, well, why, why would Rieko ever think that she would have, she's so beautiful and so well-spoken and so emotional, you know, so I, I can't see it in any of you, but I can see it so well in myself, you know, just that, um, I even hesitated to say this, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, I think keep at it and go, you know, break it down a little bit. Thank you. Yeah, hard. It feels so glom together that that I think that I'll just try to do that. I do want to share about my rape a little bit just for a moment because it was so touching, actually, what happened um, when I was just asking Holy Spirit what I needed to do about it. And... Um, and so, you know, just a short story, you know, maybe two seconds. I mean, I was hitchhiking. I was 19 years old. It was hippie years, right? I mean, just, we were dumb. And, um, and I was in a truck and, and I got raped in the truck. But I thought I was going to die um, because I was hit over the head. I was sleeping uh, with a very heavy flashlight. And it's the only time I've ever been beaten in my life. Um, with anything and so my first thought was oh my god I'm going to die on the side of this road um, in Yugoslavia nobody will ever know what happened to me but something in that moment happened where um, this is the Holy Spirit wanted to remind me of is that in that moment I knew I was either going to die or I could completely open my heart to this person and see that he was doing this only because he was hurting and he couldn't have he couldn't believe that I, anybody could possibly love him. So this was the only way that he thought he could get what he wanted. And we didn't speak the same language. Um, we spoke a few words of French in common. Uh, I ended up being in the truck with him um, for three days. He fell in love with me because my heart opened to him. And I never saw him again. He wrote to me um, after I came back from the States. I, I never thought about him again, quite honestly. But Holy Spirit reminded me last night that that was the first time that I really got to have an experience of what true forgiveness was in, the, in that moment of making that choice. And that was such a long time ago. And I've hardly ever thought of it since, but it gave me so much solace to know that in there, is that ability um, to be able to forgive somebody in, in a second that's hurting, hurting me like that. And it just touches me so much. 
and because I've hardly ever told that story, I just wanted to share. That is just beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful share. I just feel Thank like you. you're just really on the right. I mean, it's just awesome to see that there's so many things I went through counseling with. And I had um, one of my counselors said that I there was this hole in my brain that when you go through trauma, that you get this hole in your brain. And anytime I got close to that, so if I had a circumstance happen that brought me close to this dark spot in my brain, that I would have a lot of fear. And, um, but he told me that I was okay, that I could go to that spot and I could move away from it quicker as I, you know, um, just looked at it and knew that it wasn't going to be the end of me. But it's just your forgiveness letters remind me of a little bit of, of um, the dark part, dark parts of our lives that we just, wish never happened, didn't want it to happen, why did we do it that way, why were we, you know, hitchhiking where we were, and I just feel like it's, um, this is where I feel that Jennifer has such magic, because she encourages us to bring all of this to the light, and lift it up, and let it go, all the way go, all the way, that's what I look forward to this year, all the way, lift, and get out, so I'm just free with free to have all the joy that is available to me. So blessings to you. Well, Laurel, I just what comes to mind with your share, which is powerful, is two things. One for me is um, that our opening our heart isn't dependent on the storybook fantasy the ego has us, you know, like the movies, right? Our opening our heart and and feeling love and being loved by someone <clears throat> connecting can be in even horrific circumstances, right? It's not conditional. And, um, and then the other is what Jennifer says all the time, which is to be grateful for that experience, to be grateful for the learning that ca- that came from it. Um, and to, so you're harvesting, and I hear you clearly harvesting the learning of that. So appreciating that you you are, you know, that's it's a gift. It's beautiful. Thank you. I'm very moved by your share too, Laurel. Um, I I just feel like wow, that's the power of love. That's the power of love, and you you could have been. Uh, and you can focus on the victimization part. This is this is part of what's helping me, Scott. You asked me. This is part of what I do in my mind too. Or I can focus on the love part. And 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 I'm so glad you remember. I'm so glad the Holy Spirit's bringing to your memory that the power of love that was in you and is in you and is in all of us. Um. And for me, when this thing happened this week, the temptation was to go back into a very 
um, focused on me and my my fears and inward, which, which as soon as I do that, I am not focusing on extending love and miracles. And I've been, I mean, that's been part of my practice. That's part of my aspiration and intention is to spend more time like looking for the opportunities to extend love. And as I do that, I just, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much joy in this because it, it proves, I mean, what the Course in Miracles says, when we do that, it proves to us that we are love. And, and and so when I felt myself starting to go back into thinking I was going to have to spend all my time dealing with my fears and anxieties and what that was going to do, I was like, no way, I don't want that. I I, I don't have time for that. I, I have much more joyful things to do with my time. And so when you do your share, your, this share to me, I'm just like, that. that's that's you, that love. That's us. That's our power. That's our power to make that that beautiful choice. And yeah, you're harvesting the learning. It's so beautiful. Mm. Um, uh, Laurel and uh, Tracy. Um, I, can I speak a say? Um, Laurel, I was and I was so touched by your uh, bravery to share and. Um, the model of, of forgiveness that you have, if you could forgive that, then I could forgive all the little things that um been bothering me and uh, not have to put myself in the, the victim mode. And, and um, I, I, I can't explain in words how touched I am by uh, what you shared, Goral, and uh, also Tracy. It's just so um, moving and touching to my heart. And um, I, I thank I thank you both, and this, both are amazing. I mean, Laurel, that the amount of love you had, and how easy you were able to forgive someone doing something like that—it's amazing. I mean, um, I was hesitant to speak because I'm a man, and I, I don't know about you know these things. But I, my heart is just so touched about the power of love and how you were able to forgive something that is not easy to forgive. I'm so touched and inspired by, by you. Thank you, Scott. Thank you so much. And Thank you. I'm, I'm thanking you. As a man. Thank you. That's beautiful. <laughs> you know, that po the post that Jennifer did her, her espresso this week, it was the, the, um, um, you know, with the one with Martin Luther King and, uh, Abraham Lincoln, and, you know, the power of forgiveness, the redemptive power of forgiveness, mm. that, that one hit me so strongly. I mean, I mostly have been thinking about, oh, yes, we get to be free when we, when we forgive, but I haven't really been thinking so much about how the other person is also freed by it. Um, so, I mean, I, I even wrote her. I, I don't try to bother her with my comments about things, but I loved that post so that, that her writing this week so much. Thank you, everyone. I, I have an appointment I have to go to, so I just want to thank everyone from the bottom of my heart and uh, blessings to everyone. Bye, Scott. Blessings, bye, Scott. Bye. Have a good week. Bye-bye. You too.
I have a meeting to go to too, so if this goes too much longer, I'll probably just um, say a silent no, goodbye. It starts in about four minutes, and I still have to get ready and go. So, <laughs> it's, anyway, I'm going to hang with you guys a little longer, but um, not too much longer. I just wanted to say I posted about some quandary that I've been having with my roommate for a couple of years. <laughs> and, um, you know, I anymore, I just feel like all I have to do is ask now, you know, ask for some support, ask Holy Spirit, ask this group, uh, you know, and something miraculous will happen. I completely trust that now. I, and I can't believe that, that I can actually believe that this is how I am thinking. When I think about myself a year ago and how everything always felt so hard and so out of control. And so I felt so powerless with just all these crises, one after the other. And now I'm like, oh, deal. I've got the Holy Spirit. I've got all of you guys. I've got so much love and support in my life now. It cannot not, it just cannot not work anymore. That the certainty of that is such a gift. It's just amazing to me. So I, I, I just wanted to share that so much transformation can happen to a person. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm a, a real example of it. That's why I think it's important to just shine the light on things. You know, I, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to bring some things up in my soul. And but when I've seen it, when I shine, you know, when it when I look at it and I get to examine it with Holy Spirits, with the guidance, asking for the guidance, I can actually get to the point where I see it like the roommate and and I can see where I can ask for things and have miracles. I did that with my money this week. Uh, or actually, I've been working on it for the last little month. But um, I always have, I always go to the end of the paycheck and have zero or less than zero in my checking account. I don't know if anybody else has that experience. But there are, there's, so what I did is I, lo I really looked at it, not in this toxic way that I've done for all of the, you know, years and years about how bad and wrong I am because dang, I shouldn't have gone to TJ Maxx at the end of the paycheck like I did and that kind of thing. So lots of beaten up, but just to be able to just bring it to the table in a different light. So I looked at it and I saw there's plenty of money that will give me my will. And I actually, my, I'm the one who does all the finances in my family. My husband says he'd die. He would be dead today if I did not take care of the finances. But I was actually literally able to, because I examined it and asked for help, I brought it to him and said, look, here's a thousand, here's a thousand. And at the end of the month, and we could see where, what do you want? 
here's 500, what would you like, John? What would you like? What would I like? And I want to travel. I want that gas money. I want that plane ticket. I want the hotel money. And John doesn't want that. He would rather have money in his savings accounts. But because I just brought the toxic money to light, I was able to, I mean, there's been a way, uh, a big opening in my heart for my husband and the way he thinks of finances and an opening for joy, more joy in my heart. And so anyway, that's just money, let alone all this other stuff that we get to write about and, and, and bring to the light. And speaking about it, I think helps too with the people. Bring it to the light. Say, this is what I want. Just like uh, every, you know, lots of us today have said, this is my desire. This is what I want. And it brings it forward. It's like, it's like throwing something on a lake with the ripples, that rippling effect. It gets things in motion, rather stuffing them and not looking at them. The stuffing only makes me toxic. Yay for spiritual work. Diana, Ronnie, we haven't heard from you guys today. How are you, Diana? How are you, Ronnie? Good? Hanging in there. I'm not ready to talk about it yet. <laughs> okay. But I love seeing your faces, both of you. Ronnie? I love I love being here. I love this group. Uh wasn't sure really what to share on. Lots of great shares today, lots of great shares. But I guess I would like to say is that when we talk about friends, I've never been one to have friends and long periods in my life where I didn't have friends. And I would say that I have a couple friends that I go to lunch with once in a while. And that just recently has happened in the, like the last year, I would say. But what I have found is one of the reasons why I belong to this community is because I realized a long time ago what the power of two or gathered is all about and how um, we connect at a much deeper level. We are connected at a much deeper level because of that and that how much I am so grateful that all of you are part of this group and I truly truly believe that we are all in this program in this community at this time for a reason and that is a reason that's the same reason for all of us so that we can all share and heal together there's a reason why we are all together. <laughs> this group right. is together. And um, I did want to say to uh, Laurel that if you feel a strong connection to someone in the group, then try and connect up with them because there's a, there's a very strong chance that they have a strong connection to you, but they're not coming forth either. 
And I have been finding that uh, uh, you don't need to wait to be signed up with a prayer partner through the program. To, you can find a prayer pro partner in the group that you have a connection with. And I just really have loved the shares today. I have been able to relate to all of them. Um, thinking about things that are coming up for healing. I know I've had lots of things from the past that still come up. And some I, I think we are protected. And we may say we're naive about something, but I think it's more that we are we are being protected by spirit on a lot of things that have happened to us in the past that they're not in our mind at the time until spirit is ready for us to bring them up for healing, to bring them up in the light. And that's what I feel I'm hearing is happening to several of us uh, through our shares today, that there are things now that spirit is bringing up saying, hey, I, we want, I want you to look at these. And uh, I have found sitting in meditation and asking spirit, what do you want me to see in this situation that's happened to me in the past? And how do I bring it into a light? And I found that has always been very helpful. And I believe it's a long life process. There's just, for at my age, my age, there's a lot of years back there that uh, need to be worked through. And uh, I have been working through, and it seemed like time periods. Like I spent time working on my younger years in growing up in the family that I grew up in and how all that affected me. It seems like I worked through all that because now I can look at that and say, oh, I have no resentments, regrets. I understand everything that happened to me was for my good. But now I'm like on another uh, years of my life that now I'm having to look at and uh, and seeing how grateful I really am for everything that ever happened to me in my past and maybe not always understanding it, but having the faith and the trust that yes, everything that has happened to me is all has been for my good, whether I saw it as bad or good. And uh, some things I can really see what has come out of it. Some things I can't and that's okay through trust and faith. I know still, but uh, yeah, I thought I didn't have really anything to share. <laughs> but yes, thank you. Thank you all for your shares. And I'm so, so grateful that you're all part of this community. Yes, I feel very connected to all of you. Thank you, Ronnie, for sharing. Thank you so much. And Franca, I didn't mean Franca, not. Yes, hi, Franca. <laughs> I, I haven't heard from you either, I don't think. Whoops. Mute? Yeah. Sorry. Um, no, I'm, um, I'm not really prepared to share, but I just wanted to voice what everyone else has said about the gratitude. Um, I came to this session uh, with my own thoughts, and I just can't believe how many people have spoken about things that have touched me and helped me. So I just wanted to express my gratitude to everybody. It's been really, really helpful. Thank you so much. Just prayers to Just thank you for being here, Franca.
Well, uh, like I said, love and gratitude. <laughs> love and gratitude. Love being brothers with everybody, with all of you. <laughs> Diana, did you have anything else? No, I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> Not today. I love your presence. I love Thank everybody's you. presence. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. And we all have our time. And yeah. just really, 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 I just, I encourage you guys to just keep, keep up the good work. It's, it's, there's been about three times this week, and I mean this, three times this week that I have actually felt safe. That it feels that I can feel the joy in my bones because I don't feel scared. And it only is about, um, it can't, I, it hasn't even lasted a minute. But to even be able to feel this relief, my arms, you know, my I had that arm. I have no arm, oh, no arm pain anymore. And last year, Jennifer said that you could, you know, she worked on the pain, or I think Lisa Natalie works on the body pain too, but to even have that release at that one moment to teach me that there are more moments to come. Oh, I look so forward to that. It's just been, I have been on, on, edge to feel like the other shoe is going to drop at any moment in time. If I have a positive thought, I think <laughs> I've got to be careful because there's going to be this one thing. And that's the way my dad trained me. He said, oh, if you think this is good, it's going to get worse, you know. So it's just, oh, it's just, it's just oh, like a relief to feel some of this presence of joy. Oh, can't wait for more. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody want to pray out? We seal this with a prayer. And you know, if prayers are not prayers are not. You know, who was saying? Oh, it was uh, Tracy. You said I didn't. Two of you. Maybe I didn't say the right prayer. And I'm thinking they have the prettiest prayers. And but God doesn't care. He just says, do you want to steal the deal? So who wants to steal the deal? Who wants to steal all this with blessings and love? I know there's one of you. <laughs> that hasn't before. Do you want to practice? Bonnie, Diana, Franca, <laughs> Amy, Jeannie, did I see a hand there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw that little hand come. I wanted to nominate Ronnie, but I figured that is not appropriate. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So taking a deep breath of love and gratitude with our hand on our heart. Really establishing that connection of love that we truly are. And that there is no separation. We're so grateful and thankful for this sacred, holy time together, spirit, talking to spirit through us, and for the power of the two or more connected 
in reality, in truth, in love. And we're so grateful to offer up all the connection and attachments to the ego thought system, to the beliefs and the habits and patterns that keep us in the fear of separation and the fear thought system and to simply lay it on the altar, to turn it over as soon as we see it, to recognize that we need not invest more time, more attention in this area, that it isn't real and that we affirm we are the love of God. We stand tall and strong in love knowing the power, the true power of love and demonstrated in so many stories and sharings today. And we give thanks that we are growing and expanding in our capacity to know who we are and love and that not only helps us, but it helps everyone because we are all one. And we share the benefits of this time and this prayer together, which goes forward and back in time as there really is no time. It's a quantum healing and with everyone because there really is only one. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Janie. Thank you, Janie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Lots of love. Bye. Love. Mm. Praying for everybody. Ha, 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 ha.